Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kiddushin, Daf Lamid Vav, and we're starting 10 lines or so from the bottom of Lamid Hayamid Bays, the second of the wide lines with EC Tani. Now, uh, before we get started, I'm not going to be here Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I'm coming back Friday morning. Um, on Tuesday, tomorrow, I know when I'm recording, and the rest of the days, I'm so, I don't know what I'm going to do on Wednesday. I really don't have time. I have to try and figure it out. Uh, Thursday, less complicated, and we'll have to figure it out. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Basically, we'll figure Friday it out. Morning? I'll be on an airplane. So we'll figure it out. What's the back? Oh, what about the, Today we're learning Lamed Vav. I mean, are we going to do like Sunday This coming Sunday morning? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, probably. Like yeah. Got to figure it out. But yeah, probably. No. You guys, you guys are way ahead of me. I'm just happy that we're here tonight. Uh, all I knew was that I didn't have a choice but to have it after a tinus, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, okay. Uh, yesterday, based on our Mishnah, Yesterday, we had learned that there are a number of mitzvos lo sase, that a woman is not chayeves to keep. We said that there's the isra of bal takif, we said that there's the isra of bal tashchis, and we said that there's the isra of bal tatamelamesim, that a kohenis is allowed to become tmea. Now, we had concluded that a woman has no isra of hashchasa by facial hair, therefore, she has no isra to shave her head, and then, unrelated, she is able to become tmea lamesim. We discussed all of, the, all of those dinim yesterday. And today, on the second of the wide lines on Lamed Hayamid Beis, 10 lines or so from the bottom, Isitani af bal yukorchu nashim peturos. Women are also exempt from another ahalacha of bal yukorchu, which is that when a person is upset after a death, that they, out of uh, out of sadness, they shave their head, they cut a patch in their hair. That is an iser do, right? So we do not allow for such things to take place. And a woman is exempt from that iser. Says the Gemara, my time of the isi. <clears throat> What is the reason why EC adds in this particular exemption for women? Now there are four mitzvos losase that a woman does not have to keep, says the Gemara, the Darish Hachi. This is how he understood the Pasuk. The Pasuk starts, Your children of Hashem, you're not allowed to cut yourself. You're not, not allowed to create a bald spot between your eyes, limes, for a person who has died. Ki'im. Uh, because you're holy. And what do we see in this Pasuk? We see that there's a diuk, that the Pasuk says, and then the Brisa adds in the strange word of Lekorcha, meaning the way the Brisa understood the Pasuk is that even though the Pasuk was talking about both, which is cutting yourself, and which is cutting a patch of hair, so says the Gemara, the, the word Banim only excludes from the world of Korcha, meaning a woman has no iser of lo yikrichu, but she does have an iser of cutting into her flesh when she is upset with a death. So asks the Brisa openly, eight lines, seven lines from the bottom, Ata Omer Korcha, you say that women are ptura from lo yikrichu, but o eno ela perhaps, again, the word lo sisko to do of cutting, perhaps we should say that really a woman is also ptura from gedida from cutting herself, when the Pasuk concludes that you are a holy nation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hare Gedida Amor. That part's talking about Gedida, that's talking about the entire people. Gedida applies to both men and to women, they're both subject to the Yisr. It says the Gemara, Why then do I then have the drush of Banim, and to exclude women, it must be Lekorcha. 
the Gemara says, I hear what you're saying, but why did you learn the Brisa that way? There's another way to do this. Says the Gemara, Why is it that you said that a woman is chayeves in Gedida, of cutting into her flesh, and she's exempt from the Isser of Korcha? She has no problem if she is angry. She's allowed to shave a patch in her head. When I was in high school, a boy in my class at the yeshiva took a shaver, and under his kippah, he put his initials in D-J, down to the scalp. Okay, He didn't do it out of uh, sadness for death. He did it to be rebellious. Now, if he would have done it because of sadness of death, it's Mamash Apostle and Chumash, not allowed to do that. So what's the Din Lamaisa? woman is Petura from this Isser. She's allowed to do that. If she's upset and she wants to put someone's initials in her hair after somebody dies, no problem. She's allowed to do that. It says the Gemara, but why is it that you learned that way? Why is it? Because I easily could have learned the Brisa the other way, where a woman is Petura from the cutting into her skin and not just from the uh, the shaving of her head. So says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom. Mar The reason why we're saying that a woman is Chayevis in the Isser, why she's Shaykh to the Isser of cutting into her skin when someone dies, is Shiyeshna B'makom HaSeyar Vishala B'makom HaSeyar. Because it applies to various parts of a person's body. You can do so in your hair, you can cut your scalp, you can cut your arm, you can cut anywhere on your body, no problem at all. But a woman is exempt from the Isra of cutting her hair. Sounds like a Svara Kozevis. It's not even a strong argument, but that's what the Gemara says as to why a woman is Petura from Korcha. She's allowed to shave her head uh, out of sadness from a death. However, from Losis Godudu, from Gedida, from cutting into her flesh when she is sad, that is not allowed. The Ema, perhaps we should say, Why don't we entertain the possibility that when the Pasuk says, and it's followed by the two Isurim of Lo Sisko Dudu and Lo Yikruchu perhaps we should say that Banim and Velobanos teaches us that a woman is exempt from both, from Korcha and from Gedida, both from shaving her head when she's upset and from uh, cutting into her skin when she's upset. And and when we are talking about the rest of the Pasuk of Kiam Kadosh, that is that's not talking about cutting into your skin, but talking rather about scratching into your skin. The word Sarita, what? Not what we're talking about. We're talking about scratching and leaving a mark. I don't know. I've never learned the din. Yeah. You're really making scratches. I mean, there are people who do that with their yeah. bare hands. They can right. they can make themselves bleed. Again, I don't know what the parameters are in halacha. It could be that there's a kli, but it has to be a kli that's not that's not gedida, that's not losi's go to do that's cutting. So there's something between the light scratch of the arm and cutting to the point where you're putting a knife to your uh, to your to your arm for the sake of sadness. Not, I don't know the halachos here, but. Uh, We'll see in a moment why this is the why we're not worried about this Havamina, says the Gemara. Maybe we should say that the rest of the Pasuk is Srita. And really, what would this understanding be? That a woman is Chayeves in Losisko to do and Lo Yikrichu, but she's exempt from uh Srita. So to this the Gemara says, Kosavar Isi, Srita Ugdida Achasi. This gets to the heart of our question. The scratching of your arm, the cutting of your arm, they are the same exact thing. Rashi, to David's point, top of the page. Rashi, Who knew? 
that maybe you could use a sharp implement, maybe you could use your nails, doesn't make a difference. The chora, the iser is exactly the same. Now, all of this was approach one, that the reason why Isi was of the opinion that a woman is exempt from Bal uh, Yikrichu was because uh, was because of was because of the uh, of the Pasuk of Banamatem uh, Let me just look up the right uh, words here. Okay, doesn't say Yikrichu. But Abaye on the top of Lamed Vav Aleph actually gives another reason as to why Isi holds this way. The Gemara reads, Abaye Omar, Hainu Taimu de Isi, de Gamar Korcha Korcha Mibne Aharon. We have Korcha by us, and we also have Korcha in regards to Kohanim. And Malahala Nashim Peturos, Avka Nashim Peturos. And just like by many of the halachos of women as it relates to kohanim, that the halachos apply to the male kohen but not to the female kohen, so too over here. Just like a woman who's a female is exempt from cutting a bald spot onto her head, so too a woman who is not a kohenis, a regular Yisraelis, is also exempt from the Isra. And says the Gemara, And if you want to say, it seems that Abai is relying on the fact that the Bnei Aaron applies throughout all the Pesukim. So if you want to say that when the Pasuk says Bnei Aaron, it's Bekulei Inyanu Hudechsev, that all of the Halachos are, are going to be men only and not women, Kohanim and not Kohanos. So says the Gemara, five lines down on Lamed Vav Medal, then Nishto Kramine, then don't even say Bnei Aaron. If it's all going to be ac- across the boards, then perhaps we should say that we don't need the words Bnei Aaron at all. And v'tesi v'kal v'chomer. And I can learn out these halachos in the following simple, logical way. I'll say, just like we know, because we've learned a lot of shah so far, just like by kohanim, shiriba behem akasu mitzvos yaseros, that um, we know that there are many halachos that apply to kohanim that don't apply to anybody else. And b'nei aharon v'lo aharon. And we know that throughout all of these halachos, they apply to men. And they don't apply to women. Yisrael lo kol If you have a non-Kohen, non-Kohenis, I should say, Pasha, that that's the case, that it doesn't apply to her either. So says the Gemara, that can't be. Because he loved Gzei Shava. Without the Gzei Shava of Korcha, Korcha, Havamina Hifsika I might have thought that the words B'nai Aaron only applied to the basic din of Alta Tami which is a din that only applies by B'nai Aaron and not B'nos Aaron. And without that, without the Gzei Shava, Havamina that Hifsika Inyan. Says the Gemara, so what? Hashta Nami Neyma Hifsika Inyan. Who cares? And the Imishum Gzei Shava, and if your concern is about the Gzei Shava, we need the Gzei Shava for something else. Mi boy Tanya. The Brisa is used for another halacha. What other halacha is there? Lo yikrichu, the Pasuk says you're not allowed to cut your uh, to cut something. We'll see. Yachal afilu kerach arba v'chamesh krachos lo yehechayev ela achas. Let's say a person cuts themselves multiple times out of sadness of death. You might have thought that if they cut themselves five times, they're only going to be chayev once. Talmud lomar korcha. We see that that's not correct, that they're going to be chayev multiple times. L'chayev al kol achas ve'achas. What does the word birosham teach us? Because we already have a Pasuk, the Pasuk that we started with earlier today, 
that one is not allowed to cut themselves and one is not allowed to uh, shave a bald patch when somebody dies. Perhaps we would have thought that the only prohibition is literally between the eyes or someone out of sadness. I don't know why this would be the reaction of a person out of sadness to cut in between their eyebrows. In our culture, standard fare for women to do so for personal reasons so that it looks nicer from their perspective. So says the Gemara, maybe we would have thought that the Isser of shaving one's uh, hair in between their eyes is the only time the Isser applies when somebody dies. So says the Gemara, Talmud Loma, Minayin Larabos Kol Harosh. How do we know that it applies for all hair on the head, not just Bein Enayim? Talmud Loma, Berosham, Lechayv Al Harosh, Kebein Ho'enayim. So says the Gemara, that's how we know that when a woman has an Isser, uh, when a woman is exempt from an Isser, I should say, of Lo Yikruchu, we might have thought the Isser was everywhere. That's true for men, but uh, for women, they're totally exempt. And says the Gemara, These psukim really don't talk about Kohanim. All of this so far is really only about a Kohanis. How do we know about Yisrael? Yisrael Minolan says the Gemara, Ne'emar Khan, this is our Kalva Chomer from above. Ne'emar Khan Korchav, Ne'emar Lahalan Korchav. Ma'kan, Chayev al Kol Korchav, Korchav, Chayev al Harosh, Kivein Ho'enayim. Just like we know that by a Kohen, that uh, the Kohen is Chayev on every Korchav, on every cut, and between the eyes. Af Lahalan, the same exact thing would be true by uh, by others, by other men. Lahalan, Chayev al Kol Korchav, Korchav, Chayev al Harosh, Kivein Ho'enayim. Umal Lahalan al Almeis, Af Khan Almeis. Im Kain, says the Gemara, Nichtov Kro. Kerach, my korcha, says Gemara, no, that Kavachomer is not correct. Because really it could have been Kerach instead of korcha, my korcha, shamas mine tarte, that according to Abaye, we're able to learn out two things. We're able to learn out the din of multiple cuts are still going to be chayv, and we're able to learn out the din that a woman is exempt from the Isra of korcha. That's what shamas mine tarte is. And now we've seen two answers as to why Isi holds that when a woman, uh, if a woman were to cut hair either between her eyes or on her head, lemes, for the sake of a person who died, she'd be ptura. She is uh, not uh, shaykh to that iser. It's a very odd thing to think about that a woman is not shaykh by an iser. That's a very difficult thing to, uh, to understand. Uh, I mean, we need the marimukomos, otherwise it just sounds arbitrary. It's certainly not arbitrary. And in fact, the Gemara is going to provide a third answer. We had our first answer of the day, with no name attached to it. Our second answer of the day was Abaye at the top of the page. And here we are a little bit more than two thirds of the way down, um, about 15 lines above the wide lines. Rava Amar, Hainu, time of the Isi, Diyalif Tfilin. Oh, says the Gemara, we learn out from the world of Tfilin. Malahala Nashim Peturos, just like we know that women are Peturos from Tfilin. Afkan, here too, by Lo Yikrachu, Nashim Peturos. Okay, that's the easiest answer of them all. We just learned from the world of tefillin. Says the Gemara, Why doesn't Rava learn about the Gzeira Shava of Korcha Korcha and Kerach is Korcha? There's an extra letter, so he makes that double drasha. Why won't Rava learn like that from Abaye? The Gemara says, because Kerach Korcha lo mashvaleh. He's not willing to make a drasha based only on the extra letter hey between Kerach and Korcha. Okay. So says the Gemara of Abaye, my time alo Omar Kirava. Abaye, who does make this drasha of Korcha Korcha, so says the Gemara, why won't he hold like Rabba about Tfilin? Says the Gemara, Omar Lach Tfilin Gufai, who mehacha Gamarla. Says the Gemara, Tfilin themselves are needed. The words Bene Nechem are needed for Tfilin. Remember what we learned about the words Bene Nechem? 
Have you ever seen uh, these uh, these Jewish souls who wear their tefillin like literally on their forehead? Zero. Nothing. You're not Yotzei. The mitzvah, it's probably usher. It's possibly usher, according to some poskim, the tzedukim, not so pasha. And if you see a Jew like that, you should find a gentle way to be madrich them that their tefillin are in the wrong place. Be like, I'm not sure if you know, but in, I got to say it the right way. You have to kind of read the scenario. But tefillin have to be, in fact, completely above your hairline, if you have a hairline. And if you don't have a hairline, it's whatever your hairline used to be. And not only that, but there are shitas that say that the tefillin have to be above your hairline. If your finger is literally, if you like take your finger and put it straight up at your hairline, the tefillin should not even touch your finger. It should be set back far enough that it's not even touching your finger. That is the appropriate place where the tefillin should rest. But makom the place where the fontanelle was when they were little children. And in Eastern medicine, by the way, there is a, I heard this, I don't know if it's true, the space where tefillin rests is a place of, the pressure points is a place of wisdom. I think tefillin is more important than the Eastern medicine. I'm just saying, there's a, an alignment. That's what they say that Avrami sent matanos le'ai, he sent matanos to the East. So some people say that he sent the matanos to the East. The matanos he sent was like these massive, you saw those in Kabbalah, and they've been holding on to them for a couple of thousand years. No, I don't know. But says the Gemara, Rava is not ready to, Abai is not ready to listen to Rava because Tzfilin, we need the words Bene Nechem for something very specific, which is to teach us that it's not Bene Nechem Mamish, that it's actually above the hairline. But says the Gemara, what was the limud that we had with Bene Nechem? At the height of the head, not between your eyes. That's what we're talking That's why we need Korcha. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. And Ubain la Abai, Ubain la Rava, according to Abaye and to Rava, who disagree with answer number one that we learned earlier today, says the Gemara, Hi, Banim Atem, my Darshibe. What do they do with the words Banim Atem? Only the first answer needed the drasha of Banim, Banim below Banos, because Abaye learned from Korcha, Korcha, and Rava learned from uh, from Tfilin. So what do we need Banim Atem, Hashem, Elokechem for? Says the Gemara, Haimi Baile, This comes to teach us, and an apropos time, to hear the Machlokas Tanaim about how much Hashem considers us to be his children. The first answer is a little sharp. The second answer is a little bit more loving and doting. Says the Gemara, Lecha de Tanya, two-thirds of the way down, five lines before the wide lines. The Gemara says, This brisa is what we need to understand the words, How so? Bizman she'atem nohagim minhag banim atem kruim banim. When you behave like a child, we consider you like a child. When you're not behaving like a child, yikes. Rebihud is a hardliner. When you behave the way you're supposed to, which is none of us, when you behave the way you're supposed to, so then you're good to go. When you don't behave the right way, then you're not called a Ben anymore. So that is like... Being a little kid, or is that off the derech, or in between? I don't know what to tell you. It may be as simple as the language, which is very sharp. Just the way children are supposed to act. Is that like that they listen to their parents? I don't know. Today, the definition of what a child is supposed to do is different than what a child was supposed to do when I was a child. Could be. Yeah. But if Rabbi Huda is really being a hardliner. In a certain way, a lot different. I, I don't know. 
I could think of a hundred ways to explain yeah. this. I don't. Anything on the page that uh, stands out? No, not from Tosos. No. Rashi also is quiet. Mm -hmm. I think they were smart. They're like, oh, I don't want to touch this one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer. It's a good question. But that's Rabbi Yehuda. Let's now learn about Rav Meir. Rav Meir was normally the one who's uh, particularly crisp. But here, here we will see that he... What? It's funny. It is reversed, yeah. It's, a, it's a, a different approach in personality. Not only is Rav Meir warm, but we'll see that he doesn't only bring one Pasuk to support his sheet, he brings like five. Says the Gemara, second a line before the wide lines, Rav Meir Omer, even if you're not Nohei Kiminak Banim, Kodesh Baruch Hu always considers you their children. Why? Number one, the fools, they're still considered Banim. Number two, the children didn't believe in me, still called children. He didn't say the wayward ones don't believe in me, he called them Banim. Right? So when you punish your child, you're my child in exile, you're still my child. Number three, the Omer, uh, so let me just read this correctly. He says the Gemara, Zera mireim banim mashchisim. Zera mireim, the seed that is bad. They're banim children who are mashchisim. Number four, second of the wide lands. In a place where we say that you're not my nation. Still, bnei. So we see that Rav Meir brings a whole host of psukim, and obviously we are familiar. Every time we see multiple psukim introduced by the Omer Pasuk X and the Omer Pasuk X, the Gemara regularly asks, my the Omer, three-fourths of the way down. Maybe we can say when the kids are acting foolish, okay, they, that's just normal misbehaviors. The kid's still called the kid. He's still my Ben. But when they don't believe in me, perhaps I would have thought when there's no emuna, when they don't believe in me, that they're not called children. That's why the second pasuk is there is to teach us we're not just talking about regular foolishness. Even if a person has major hashkafic flaws, they're still considered to be a ben. Perhaps we should say that when a person lacks emuna, okay, that's where you'll say they're a ben. But when they serve idols, perhaps we would say they're no longer considered a ben. Says Rib Shimon, no way. Wow, the love is endless. You're always a ben. Maybe you want to say that these children who are worshiping Avodah Zarah, who are being destructive, they're the ones who get the name of Ben. But um, but to say that they're Ma'alya, Lo Mikri, but they're not considered to be the top-notch kid, says the Gemara, not correct. Even when they're not behaving like a part of our nation. So what's the Pasuk say? B'nai Kel Chai. You are the children of a living God. You are my child. You are always my child. It reminds me of the story of this particular child who uh, was from a Torah home. They weren't observant and they had to go to work. And every Shabbos morning, the mother and daughter would walk hand in hand to walk her daughter to the train. Same idea. You're my daughter. You're always my daughter. You're always going to be my daughter. So that's what Rav Meir uh, held in regards to the drasha, and really what more broadly what Abai and Rava did with the pasuk of Banim Atem Lashem According to the first approach of Isi Ben Yehuda, we needed the approach of Banim Atem Lashem because Banim Velobanos. That's why a woman was exempt from the Isra of uh, of, uh, of Korcha. But according to Abai and Rava, who learned differently, Abai learned that it was based on Xerah Shav of Korcha Korcha. Rava learned that a woman was exempt from this based on Tefillin. What did they do with Banim Atem Lashem Moves to show you how much Kaddish Baruch who loves us. 
a great time to have a, a strengthening message. New Mishnah, eight, nine lines from the bottom of Lamed Vav Aleph. Let's continue. Asmichos, doing smicha on an animal. Vehatznufos, certain movements of animals. Vehahagashos, bringing things to the base of Mikdash. Vehachmitzos, the grasping of the flower with that special grip. Vehahaktaros, doing anything with uh, the ktores. Vehamalikos, the special way to kill an, a, a bird with a nail. Vehakabalos, the collection of, bl- of bloods. Vehazos, the sprinklings. Noagim beanoshim, velobenoshim. All of these apply to men, and they don't apply to women. Except for the Korban Mincha of a Sota and a Nazira, which we've learned about in previous Masechtas, Shehein Minifos. In those cases, the women are Miniaf. They, Minifa, they do the actual movements. So the next many lines are very easy. We can just plow through them quickly. Smichos, how do we know that a woman doesn't do Smicha? That men do smicha, not women. Tnufos, how do we know that men do tnufa and women don't? Says the Gemara, What about hagashos, about bringing things toward the base HaMikdash? Who brings things close? Who is Megish, who, who presents things? Kimitzos, the hand grip of the flower, where you take a grip, open the pinky, open the thumb. This says the Gemara. What about being mocked here, the Ktores? Says the Gemara. What about Hamalikos? What about the nail into the neck of the animal, that special form of Shrita that only works under certain circumstances? Otherwise, the animal is a trefa. Right, we have a trefa bird, a nevela bird, lying on our steps right now. That wasn't really Malika. That's just an animal that died. It's a nevela. It says the Gemara. How do we know that the Malika doesn't work by a woman? That we have a comparison, a hekish between Malika, which we already said is banim below banos, is bnei below banos, and we compare that to aktara, and therefore we know that they're both awesome. Hakabalos. What about a woman receiving dam? She's not allowed to do that. Turning to the top of Lamed Vav Amid And we'll be going to the Mishnah at the bottom of this page. This is the same thing as receiving dam. And the Pasuk says, And therefore below Benos Aharon. The Mishnah had added that a woman is not allowed to be involved in sprinkling of something. We just don't know what we're talking about because many of the halachos of sprinkling are hyper-limited to kohanim. Let's see here on the top of the page. What type of sprinkling are we talking about that a woman is exempt from? If you want to say, if it's talking about the hazav, the para aduma, the pasuk says, that's not, forget about women. Almost none of the male kohanim can do it. It has to be the kohen gadol. And idifnim, if you're talking about hazos that are done inside of the azara, hakoin amashiach kasuba. That's also not women, a very limited space. It's only the koin amashiach. Ella, it must be haza the ben of. Maybe we're talking about the sprinklings of the blood of a bird. We have the following kalvachomer from, uh, from a young tzon, from a young sheep. When it comes to the tzon, where a kohen doesn't have to do the shechita, but even there where he doesn't have to do the shechita, we need the kohen to do the hazah. 
Ben Of Shekavalo Kohen Limlikaso, by virtue of the fact that the Ben Of must be killed only by the Kohen with Malika, Eno Din also. It must be that those are the ones that uh, that the Gemara is talking about over here. That's the Hazav of our Mishnah talking about the Hazav of a Ben Of. So that's what the Gemara says. We are a third of the way down, a quarter of the way down, the two dots. And the last part of our Mishnah that we had learned on the bottom of Lamed Vav Aleph was that an Isha Sota and an Isha Nazira, she needs to do the Tnufa. She needs to be able to do the actual movements of the Korban, of the Korban Mincha that she's bringing. Amar Le Rabbi Eliezer Le Rabbi Yoshaya Dedare. Yoshai Dedare is a very unique language. And the Mephorshim over here explained that Rabbi Yoshai Dedare was referring to an Amora. Uh, who lived in his generation? There was another older Rav, Rav Yosha, uh, older Rav Yoshia. Is he older or younger? He must have been older. Who was actually a Tan? I don't know the age difference. I am I'm unclear. Don't know. But there were two Rav Yoshias. Rav Yoshai Dedare was referring to the Amora. That's why there's also a correction here. It's not Rabbi Eliezer. It's Rabbi Elazar. <laughs> so you got to get all the names right here to know historically what's going on. Lemaisa, this is a statement in the Amoraim. Don't sit on your feet until you can explain what shot of what's going on. We saw this. Say that again. Yeah, but that's true. But Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshaya would have worked. Yeah, yeah, correct. That's why because they're both tonight. Yeah. Well, don't think for a moment that Rabbi hey, I can't imagine that was the Havimid of the Gemara. Because there is that stronger, I mean, we've seen it a few times, but you know, a little bit stronger. We've seen this Gemara before. The Dare, haven't we seen this? I mean, rotation of a car. That we've had a few times. Yeah. But the. Um, I think even the language of Yoshaya the Dare, I think we've also had. It definitely, yeah. Yeah, it could be that that's to have a minute, David. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Anyways, he said to Rabbi Yoshaya, the Dari says him, You may not sit down until you can explain to me Pshat in the following Sugya. How do we know that the flower offering of a woman who's a Sota, that it needs to have all the movements up, down, right, left, whatever the movements are? Minalan says the Gemara, what are, you, what are you talking about? Go do Shnai Mikra Targum, and you'll see that in the Shnai Mikra that it says Befemali that a woman has to do Tnufa. The Pasuk says, <laughs> literally, <laughs> like it's very simple. No. How would we know not just that it needs to have it done to it, that a Kohen could do it, but that no, the Bailim, the Isha Sota has to be the one to do it by the Bailim. Says the Gemara Minolan, Asya Yad Yad Mishlamin. We need both the Bailim and the Kohen to do the Tnufa together. How? Says the Gemara, Kohen Machnes Yodo Tachas Yad Says the Gemara that the Kohen puts his hand underneath her hand and they do the Tnufa together. Says the Gemara, great, Ashkechan Sota. You've answered the question, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yoshai Dadari. You've answered the question about a Sota, Nazira Minalan. How would we know that this is true by Nazira? Says the Gemara, Asya, Kaf Kaf Mi Sota. We have Xerah Shava um, from two different Sukkim. We have one pas- Pasuk that says, 
At the end of the Pasuk, it says, And then the next Pasuk talks about Kaf also. Those are the two different Psukim. And therefore, we know that both by Sota and Nazira, that there's a din of Tnufa where the Kohen and the Bailim do the Tnufa together. We'll stop right here. Back together next time in person on Shabbos recordings. Until then, wishing you all a beautiful night. Thanks,